team, how are we? I feel like it's been a while, actually it has been a while, I have been slack but we are back. I believe this is episode 5 and today I wanted to talk to you about a ketogenic diet, also known as keto, and also touch on the supplement ketones because I do get this question quite a lot and I think some of you may be confused around what a ketogenic diet is, what the benefits, what are the cons. I know some of you have seen me slamming it a little bit on Instagram and I'm not gonna not slam it because I know it's quite fashionable to call out keto but this is my opinion. I don't agree with it as a tool for everybody for fat loss. I think for some people it might be great um, but for others it is terrible and I also need everybody to know that it's not magic. Um, The same rules apply to any other tool that you're going to use it's down to energy balance, it's around creating an energy deficit, that is how we elicit fat loss, there may be some other unique benefits to keto, there may be some other cons, so I'm going to give you the whole picture so that you have an idea, if you come back to me and say, yes guy, I love the sound of this, Um, I'd like to try keto, I will slap you around the face and then ask you again, I'm joking, obviously I won't do that, but you need to have the correct information before you can fully make an opinion, is my opinion. So, let's get into it, shall we? What is a ketogenic diet? So, ketogenic diet is not to be confused with a low-carb diet. It's not. Um, It is obviously low-carb, but low-carb can be anything from, you know, 50% of your intake from carbs all the way down to, like, 10%, whereas a ketogenic diet is 10% or less of your full daily energy intake coming from carbohydrates. So, that could be, depending on the person, anywhere between like 30 to 50 grams of carbs a day, okay, just, I'm going to say that again, 30 to 50 grams a day, like that is the equivalent of a piece of fruit, so keep that in mind, this is where we're at with a ketogenic diet, it's also a low protein diet, a lot of people think that it's a high protein diet, high fat diet, it's not, So you're going to be looking at about one gram per kilogram of weight protein, which if you work with me or you've worked with a coach, will probably know that we tend to go to the higher end of like 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram. So you're right at the lower end. Obviously, that's going to come with some red flags. And then the rest of your intake is going to be fat. Um, So, you know, you could get really anal about the choices of fat that you want to use. People tend to look at their like, polyunsaturated saturated fat intake but to be honest most people just have a super high fat intake carbs to about 30 or 50 grams and then about one gram per kilogram of protein so that's the setup that we're going with all right so then this sets off a bit of a chain reaction in the body we've obviously got a really 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 low intake of carbohydrate now carbohydrate is our body's preferred energy source our brain if you asked it would say give me all the carbs, give me all the glucose, that's what I love, that's what I work with. However, we know, and you'll know if you've heard me talk before, that carbohydrate is not essential to survive, that our body is really clever and has other ways of making glucose from other substances like protein, like fat, and this process is called gluconeogenesis, which I'm going to talk about in a second. So if you were to start on a ketogenic diet today, all right, after maybe like two to seven days, you would start to enter in a state of what is called ketosis. And all that basically means is that your body senses there's no glucose. 
So it starts to produce ketones or ketone bodies. And then this is what feeds the central nervous system and the brain. Um, there is another kind of process that runs alongside this, which I've just spoke about, gluconeogenesis. This is where the body will break down aminos, which come from protein, um, to make glucose, okay? It makes a very little amount of glucose through this process. It's a very inefficient process. It's quite demanding um, energy-wise. So you've got ketone bodies being um, produced on one hand and then running simultaneous to that is the body using gluconeogenesis to make a little amount of glucose but the brain will use ketones over this tiny amount of glucose because it wants to spare that it wants to use it for when it really really needs it so then you've got to think about what are the kind of connotations of doing this if we have ketones being produced um, think of ketones as like little fats um, the body then starts to become adapted at using fat for fuel because let's face it that's all that it has in the body now this doesn't mean that because we are burning and oxidizing more fat that we are burning and oxidizing more body fat obviously we've got more fat within our blood so the body of course is going to use that the same way that if we had more carbohydrate in the blood the body would oxidize more carbohydrate that doesn't mean that we are burning more body fat so really important to know that so we get better at oxidizing fat fat oxidation increases because we've got more fat in our bodies in total um, and also we've got this gluconeogenesis happening which is breaking down aminos which obviously we need for muscle development and a whole host of other processes but for the sake of this podcast and what you guys will be interested in this is going to impair our muscle development, whether it's strength, whether it's hypertrophy, whether it's performance-wise. So already we're starting to kind of think, hmm, is this really something we want to be doing? So the body is now running on ketones. It's using all of this fat. Its fat oxidization is going up. We're also getting a little bit of glucose from breaking down the aminos. And of course, there are going to be some benefits to this. Um, People that have done a ketogenic diet, I know I've done it myself and I've experienced this firsthand, you can have a reduced appetite and you will feel generally less hungry. Not everybody um, reports this, but you know, most anecdotal evidence from this diet say that they don't feel as hungry. And if you look at the studies, there is actually less circulating ghrelin in that is the hunger hormone i like to think of it as like a little hungry gremlin in your belly and um, there's less circulating ghrelin in people that are in ketosis or on a ketogenic diet ketones in the blood work to reduce appetite um there also is some improved metabolic health metabolic health in that our body uses different fuel sources for different tasks and sometimes going into ketosis and having not a lot of carbohydrate can improve your body's ability to use and change these fuel sources. So that can be a benefit. But with that, if you're not using or you don't have carbohydrate, you can lose that efficiency. And I like to think of it as like having a car that has six gears, but you're only ever able to get into fifth. You know, we know what high intensity exercise, the body prefers to use carbohydrate. If we don't have that, we lose the ability to get into that top gear because we only have fat to work with, which we tend to use at lower intensities. So some benefits, some cons. Again, the diet, if you think about it on a whole, right, you are literally only allowed to eat one piece of fruit equivalent of carbohydrate per day. It is super, super restrictive. It's actually really hard when you start to try and stick within 30 to 50 grams 
to do so and you are missing out on fiber you are potentially going to be nutrient deficient which isn't a good thing think about your digestion oh my god not having any fiber or not having enough fiber each day like I I just don't even want to go into what happened when I went for keto for a couple of weeks but anyway you can kind of use your imagination on that one um so yeah super restricted diet very very hard to stick to think about the things that you're going to be eating a high fat diet and some of you might be out there thinking I love fatty foods, I love cheese, I love butter, I love bacon, I love avocado, I love nuts, I would thrive on this diet, okay, that's fine, you do you boo, it's not for me, I like my carbs. Um, so there's some of the kind of main pros and cons of the ketogenic, the ketogenic diet to start with. So then how does it work in terms of fat loss? Well, the same way that any other diet works, you've got to think that you're going to have this reduced appetite. Therefore, it may mean that you eat less, which is then going to create an energy deficit. Ketosis doesn't fall outside of this realm of energy balance. It's not a unicorn. It doesn't create some magic. Ketosis basically means higher levels of ketones in the blood because your body is using those ketones because of a lack of glucose. Yes, we've got higher fat oxidation that increases because there's more fat in the body. But that doesn't mean that you're burning more body fat, okay? I just want to say that again, so it's clear in your minds. Um, And also, this kind of reduction in appetite, the studies that, like, look at ketone, um, ketogenic diets and ketones and look at this reducing appetite, they kind of always compare it to a carbohydrate. And for some people, carbohydrates aren't that satiating. They don't reduce their appetite as well. So maybe if we looked at comparing it to protein, which we know reduces appetite too over a 24-hour period. Or maybe if we looked at like a full meal rather than, okay, what happens when we have um, ketones in the body? Or even if you're having a ketone supplement, which you're adding in, which by the way, still has calories. I think the the main supplements that are floating around, I'm not going to mention the name just in case this goes out to the big wide web. Um, they've got about 100 to 200 calories in per day. So you, you are still getting energy in there. Um, another benefit that you could think about though is not only is it reducing appetite which may make it easier for people to adhere to being in a calorie deficit whether they know they're in a calorie deficit or not that's what we need for fat loss is the fact that some people find they have real big peaks and troughs in energy from eating carbohydrates from this rise in insulin that comes with eating carbohydrates when the body wants to break it down and take that glucose that is you know, broken down carbohydrate and shuttle into cells, we can find that we have this big dip in the afternoon or after a meal, this postprandial slump where we feel a bit tired. People report that they don't really get that on a ketogenic diet, which is kind of cool and is quite a good benefit aside from the fact that you can't eat jack shit that you like, but we'll just move on from that. Um, so yeah, that's the ketogenic, I cannot say that word, diet in a bit of a nutshell. So then what is a ketone supplement and why are people kind of touting these? Basically, people are taking the the state of ketosis, which is high ketones in the blood, and they are saying, you can take this ketone supplement and you will get into ketosis without making any changes to your diet, which doesn't really work. We know that it still comes down to being in an energy deficit. These people might take these ketone supplements and then have a reduction in their appetite because we know that's what happens when we have ketones in the blood. Therefore, you eat less um, and then you are essentially losing weight. 
it's not magic. I can't say it enough. It is not magic. And it's probably a huge waste of money. <laughs> um, so some things to be aware of. Also with a ketogenic diet, which is probably what most of you may see on the internet, is these 10-day or two-week challenges where people lose like a drastic amount of weight. And I'm talking like number of like pounds or on the scales, not fat loss. Weight loss and fat loss are not the same thing. And the reason for that is thinking about what we're cutting out of the diet. When we go keto, we are cutting carbohydrates. What do carbohydrates do when they're stored? They pull in water. So for every one gram of carbohydrate that we have, we've got three grams of water being stored. Now, with <laughs> carbohydrate and water, the body can store in, in weight up to 2.7 kilograms. Imagine you lose that over a week. You are going to be buzzing. You're going to be like, yes, I've lost 2.7 kilograms. Not realizing that that is just water weight and carbohydrate if you're not, you know, clued up like we are. So that's something to be aware of when you're seeing these transformations and these really short challenges. Um, some of the reasons why I think keto is dumb not dumb it's not dumb I think it's pants <laughs> I don't think it's something that we should be doing unless we absolutely want to is the fact that it impairs performance like I've mentioned and um, the only time where this might be a benefit is if you were doing super 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 ultra races and you know that you're going to end up being carbohydrate depleted and you want to be better at using fat as a fuel source, that might be a benefit, but that is a very, very small percentage of people. And most of you are going to miss out on the beautiful things that happened when your body has adequate glycogen to help with performance. As I'm talking, like more things are coming to my brain. Another thing uh, that happens with carbohydrate, carbohydrate is protein sparing, all right? So that is a good thing, especially when we want to be recovering well, we maybe wanted to get stronger, we want to grow muscle, we're wanting to help these adaptations. Taking carbohydrate out of the picture can actually be quite negative, especially when we think about gluconeogenesis, right? This is the process where the body is trying to make glucose from other things. So it's like, right, cool, let's use these aminos. And then that is going to inhibit this muscle development. And you might think, okay, that's cool, then maybe we'll just increase our protein intake. But then no, because all you're going to do then is you're going to increase this gluconeogenesis to make more glucose. As soon as your body senses there's a little bit more glucose, it's going to switch from using ketones and go back to using its preferred energy source. Therefore, you are no longer in ketosis, which then shoves the whole thing into the ground. Yeah, pointless. Listen to like how enthusiastic I am about this. So... I hope that's made things a little bit clearer on keto. If you love eating a high-fat diet, if you are going to be aware of certain nutrient deficiencies, you're going to maybe combat those. If you have the money to spare on ketone supplements, then great. Or if you are epileptic, and I haven't mentioned this, but the ketogenic diet was originally made to help children with epilepsy. There is something very unique about a ketogenic diet which reduces drastically the number of epileptic fits that we see in children and now in adults too. So the only time where I would 100% recommend someone go on a ketogenic diet would be someone with epilepsy. But for the rest of you guys that are probably just looking for a bit of fat loss, or maybe you are looking for performance benefits, I don't think it's optimal. I don't think it's the greatest method out there. And it certainly is not magic. So please, if you have any questions, you know, you can comment under this thread if you're in my Facebook group, or you can find me on Instagram and you can throw me a DM. Please don't come in and start arguing about how ketone is great because I will not listen. 
No, I'm joking. Of course I'll listen. I'm up for a bit of healthy debate, but I stand firm with this. So I hope it's been useful. If it has, share it. I think you can like it. I don't know. Can you subscribe? I don't know what we're doing here. But other than that, have a great day and I'll catch you soon.